Hello and welcome back to another episode of A Method to the Madness, our Breaking Bad edition. I'm your host, Mitchie, and joining me as usual is Patrick. Yeah, hello. And this time we're covering Breaking Bad Season 5, Episode 8, Gliding Over All. This is the semi-half-season finale, is that right? Uh, semi-half-season finale. It's, <laughs> it's, it's the last episode of the first part of the final yeah, yeah. season. Yeah. Uh, what do you call it? Um, there's a name. Mid-season finale, that's what this is. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's because a much better way to put it. Interestingly, the two halves were actually separated in terms of airing right they didn't Mm -hmm. air it immediately after one another there's actually quite a big gap between them um almost like a year right yeah i think so yeah yeah strange but it's a great season finale i really like this episode i think this is walt's kind of final opportunity for redemption i mean that's what the story is about in this episode and we see him Mm -hmm. take it but unfortunately he's not going to be out of the business and everyone knows that based on the uh forward kind of what do you call it the the first episode's first scene so we we know what this isn't his last kind of he's not out yet but it's still interesting to see the opportunities he takes anyway and what decision he makes um can we go through the plot summary please okay so at vamanos pest walt and todd prepare to dispose of mike's body When Jesse arrives, Walt informs him that Mike is gone, telling him to leave. Walt meets with Lydia at a coffee shop to obtain the names of Mike's henchmen. Suspecting that Walt will see her as a liability and kill her, Lydia proposes a partnership in which Walt expands his distribution overseas to the Czech Republic. When Walt agrees with her proposal, Lydia provides him with the names. Walt asks Todd to meet with his uncle, Jack Welker, a white supremacist who has ties with several chapters of the Aryan Brotherhood. Walt enlists Jack and his men to kill Mike's henchmen and their now imprisoned lawyer, Dan, insisting that they be killed simultaneously. In a period of less than two minutes and across three different prisons, the ten are killed. Walt's meth production runs profitably and uninhibited for three months. To convince Walt to leave the business, Skylar takes him to a storage rental unit where she has been storing the millions of dollars which has now become uncountable. Later, Walt tells Skylar that he will quit. Walt visits Jesse and the two reminisce about the simpler days of cooking meth in the RV. When his visit is over, Walt leaves behind two bags full of Jesse's portion from the methylamine sale. Walt Jr. and Holly move back in with Walt and Skylar and the family seems to be in repair with everything now going well for Walt. During a lunch by the pool with Hank and Marie, Hank leaves to use the bathroom. Rummaging for reading material, he finds Walt's copy of Walt Whitman's Leaves of Grass under some magazines in the bathroom, the same copy given to Walt by Gail Bedecker. As he thumbs through the pages of the book, Hank finds a handwritten dedication to my other favourite WW. It's an honour working with you for fondly, GB. Hank is shocked at at last coming to the realisation that Walt is Heisenberg. End of episode. Yeah. So this actually is, I don't know, it's a really interesting episode because it takes, it, it actually has a long time span, like it skips three months, right? About halfway yeah. through the episode, which is kind of big for Breaking Bad. Yeah, yeah, it's probably the longest we've, like, in, in, in that it covers in any episode. Yeah, yeah, no, 100%, yeah. And there's a lot of, like, evident, I guess, signals that this is the end. There's a lot of nostalgia in this. I mean, we start mm. off with a shot of a fly and Walt's staring at it, right? And obviously that's meant to remind us of the fly episode from season three. And I guess the guilt that he felt and, you know, that that fly in retrospect, I guess, is kind of a symbol of a lot of different things, a lot of, and mainly the symbol of Walt's descent into becoming this drug lord kingpin dude. And 
it's just interesting. I wonder what he's thinking in that first scene, like in that very first shot when he's looking at the fly. Does he feel guilty? Should he feel guilty? Is he thinking about leaving? You know, like mm, there's I a think, lot going on there. Yeah. Well, I think in the fly episode, we talked about how at the end when the fly lands on the red light, it's supposed to symbolize that he's at a point of no return. Right. And um, I can't say as to what Walt's thinking, but I think what it symbolizes in this scene is that it's just another reminder of like Walt can, you know, in this episode, we see Walt go out of the business, but that doesn't necessarily absolve him. He can't just like go on with his life, you know, and I think that's what the fly represents here. Right. Yeah. But that's yeah. the interesting thing is that he pretty much is out scot-free in this episode, right? Um, well, for like, the time being, yeah. But the there's not really much tying him to anything. I mean, he, he he's a very clean criminal. Like he, he knows what he's doing and he's thought about all the evidence. And the only thing that's remaining are these 10 people in prison, which, you know, is, I guess the pivotal moment in this episode is, is those, those 10 being killed, um, which is a great scene too. And, mm. you know, it, it seems like he's out and you, you can't really think of anything. If you're a first time viewer, that would kind of, trip him up bring him back into it and i just love how there is this kind of particular reference to the book i think at the start of the episode when he's just in the toilet or something like that and and he puts the book on the on the toilet and you know it's just another one of those breaking bad things always referring and foreshadowing but this one's big because it's like the one thing that is potentially going to fuck him up i mean if you just throw on that book in the bin or burnt it because you know, at the end of the day, it is technically evidence. He would have been out, really. Like, is there any other way he could have been caught? Uh, after he killed those, you know, a bunch of guys, probably not. Yeah. So yeah. it's just like, so unlucky, I guess. Although I think a lot of it comes down to Walt's arrogance, where he... I mean, you know, he's a smart dude and he knows where he's gone wrong. He knows if there's any kind of remaining evidence left. He, if he, you know, Walt's the kind of guy that if he's going to leave this business, he's going to do it properly and make sure nothing traces back to him, right? Which uh, we see at the start, he's willing to kill Lydia with the ricin, although he doesn't mm -hmm. because, you know, she offers the opportunity to make more money before that three months is over. And so he's he's clearly kind of like, you know, thinking about leaving or thinking about tying up loose ends, I suppose. And yet this book, you know, it just seems like this kind of a, sh a bit short-sighted from Walt, you know, like he, he'd think someone like that wouldn't risk having a book like that in, in his bathroom. Like it's got Gail Bedecker's writing on it. It is a risk at the end of the day, but I think he puts it there because it's kind of some, it comes from some sort of arrogance that he, or, or not even arrogance, but maybe nostalgia or a memory that he wants that book there to remind him of the times when he was with Gail or when he was in the meth business. And he puts that there out of kind of, you know, I would say arrogance knowing Walt. And that's kind of fucks him up in the end because Hank ends up seeing it. But if he had just taken the clean kind of surgical approach that he usually does and is like, okay, this book is evidence. I'm just going to burn it, you know, and get rid of it. Then he would have got out completely fine. Yeah, I think it is because of sentimentality. It's just sentiment about horrible stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Sen sentiment that, is it really worth it for potentially risking everything? No, I, I agree with you. It's incredibly short-sighted, yeah. But yeah, you know, but it's, it's a very um, wild thing to do. 
Yeah, exactly. You know, like the one thing he'll be like, yeah, it's fine. It was, nothing will happen from this. And throughout this whole episode, there's like a lot of references to to um, things from the past. Like we had that painting. Yeah, that I can't remember what we said about that. It was somewhere else, right? In the in the series. Yeah, it was in season two in the hospital. Yeah, and yeah, didn't I didn't I we say did during that episode it. that this shows up again? Yeah, I think yeah. you did, and I I don't I didn't recall where it came up, but um, but now we do. Yeah. Well, what did we say about that painting again? Um, like he, the, the dude's rowing away on the boat, and he's like leaving his family, right? Yeah, but then was it wasn't that? I can't remember if the, if it was our discussion or if it was in Breaking Bad where it was like there were two meanings. Like, oh, is he leaving or is he coming to them? Yeah, yeah. I think it was actually in Breaking Bad. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know <laughs> what is the meaning of that though in relation to Walt at this moment. Just another, yeah. just another crossroads for him, I guess. Because he is, you know, he is about to... I mean, you know, we say killing Drew Sharp is probably the lowest point in the series, but... He's he's getting in leagues with actual Nazis now. Like that's a mm. pretty bad thing. <laughs> um, so yeah, I guess I guess it maybe represents another crossroads, another moral crossroad that Ro- that Walt approaches and has to make a decision. Yeah, it's really interesting. Like I don't know. I feel like that really symbolizes. Yeah, you're right. Like the his bottom right. Like he's at the bottom of his moral arc because he's meeting neo Nazis and. They're kind of like the most contemptible group in society. And it's interesting because Walt kind of can do it because he's like a white man. But I would say that Walt doesn't believe in any of that stuff yet. He's willing to stoop down to discussing crimes with these kind of people because that's what he's become. He yeah. doesn't care anymore about convictions. And, and and it's, you know, considering that his son is disabled and people like that don't believe in disabled people living it's quite interesting actually mm, that's a good point yeah and then we also um have a reference to the smashed hand dryer in that bathroom um remember how he yeah he, he yeah remember in like he smashes that hand dryer because he almost killed himself thinking that he he falsely read his um x-ray or mri yeah no no but that that was was that that was at the end of this episode yeah like the very end was it no no it wasn't at the end it was oh. about like it was before he met um jesse to give him the cash. Oh, okay. But yeah, yeah, yeah. We, yeah. we, that is another callback. Yeah, you're right. There is a lot of nostalgia in this episode, a lot of looking back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and that's kind of like a hallmark of, I suppose, ending something. You know, you kind of mm. look back on it all and it's, it's all a reminder of what's going on. We see that next episode too when um, Hank gets into all that evidence and you can just feel like this is the end, but yeah. you just don't really know how it's going to end. Yeah. Yeah, I do. I do really like the uh, the scene with the uncle. What's his name? Uncle Welker, Jack Welker, the the Nazi. Mm-hmm. It's just such a great scene. Like we don't really see who they are, and and they're talking, and there's just shots of like random things in a room, like cigarette butts and, and pizza boxes and stuff. And all over that, we hear this discussion of like Jack Welker talking about killing these people in prison. You know, with just such cold heartedness he like just talking about it like it's just a necessary thing to do like no no regard for human life and i just think it's just a great introduction of our final villains really in the whole series there's not anyone else that no other villains this is the final villain yeah and i think it does a pretty good job at introducing them and they're also quite competent as well oh yeah yeah which yeah. is which is just as scary 
Yeah, <laughs> that's for sure. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. The, and that scene where um, you know, again, Walt is reminiscing with Jesse about the RV. Yeah, um, again, more. Yeah, yeah, more, reminiscing. More nostalgia. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. It, um, you know how they describe like uh, that the RV made a screeching sound, and it was because of the power steering belt. My car had the exact same issue. <laughs> it was the power steering was loose, and I had to get uh, <laughs> had to get Matthias, our friend, to fix it. Um, but yeah, I just thought that was funny. True. Did he fix it? Yeah, he fixed it for me. Very nice glad. of him. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a good scene, actually. I really like that. What do you reckon mm. about inertia? Yeah, that's interesting. Hey, because like, like that's Walt's view on why he thinks he kept going. And like, I don't know, it's probably, prob- he probably also thinks it's something about human nature as well. Like, you know, How do you don't want to cut, you don't want to cut your losses, man. You want to keep going if you've got something good. Yeah. 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 Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I don't think Jesse really agrees with him, does he? Like, no, probably Jesse's not. looking back on it with like actual nostalgia, like feelings of like, those times were good. Now we're in shit times. Um, mm. Yeah. He's just as usual being a human being. I also find it interesting that he was kind of, he had a pistol on him and, you know, he, he obviously had it on his person that whole time while Walt was there. Is he suspicious that Walt was going to kill him, I guess? Yeah, I mean, you can kind of see in his performance that he's kind of like a bit sus. Of yeah, Walt. he's very standoffish, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um He's like keeping it, keeping him at arm's length, but still trying to be friendly. Yeah. Uh, I mean, because he hears what. Wait, is that after he hears what Walt did? Yeah, yeah the, he already knows prisoners? about the prisoners. Yeah. Yeah. So, I so guess that's yeah, why. I mean, you would be pretty scared, eh? Yeah. 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 It's just he gets this money, and and I mean, he kind of almost breaks down over it, right? And we see next episode the kind of conclusion of of that, but. I don't know, it just reminded me like there were the same duffel bags as the duffel bag in season two that Jane, you know, stole from Walt with the yeah. million bucks in it or whatever from Gus. And they were making such a big deal back then. Like I just remembered how, you know, they got that money and they were talking about going to New Zealand and living there and, and you know, starting afresh, starting a new life. And this is what Jesse has right here as this opportunity, right? Like he's got all this cash now and he could go and fulfill you know, that foreseen destiny that Jane and and he kind of thought of before. And obviously he won't. And it's just an interesting thing about all this. Like there are so many opportunities for all our characters to kind of get out and take what they can while, you know, things are good, but they just don't. They're just stuck in this like New Mexico, Albuquerque town and just, I don't know. It's just almost depressing really. Hmm just never see anything go anywhere people just stay there yeah speaking of the of getting out you, we get that montage of uh of walt cooking and he kind of like for the for the first time he's like you know he's got he's got everything he's wanted right he's like the yeah. only person in charge of everything and he's making heaps of money but yeah. then we start to see him get a bit of like ennui like he's i don't know like he realizes it doesn't actually fulfill him maybe um yeah okay yeah yeah and then uh yeah and then we and then well and then skylar takes him to see that pile of cash yeah yeah which is a very famous scene it's a lot of money there yeah 
I mean, what what do you what do you think? Is is was that a good time to get out for Walt? Firstly, I like how there's so much money there that it's uncountable. Like, I just like that idea that that it's just it's just so much that Scarlet just cannot count it anymore. You know, that's when you know it's a lot of money. It's like literally uncountable, right? Yeah. I mean, technically, it is countable, of course, but I just kind of like that. It just really indicates how much money is there. But I don't know. Like, is this a time a good time for Walt to get out? Like, <laughs> if anything, it's always a better time to get out than to not get out at all. So the fact that he takes the opportunity to get out is. I guess something the audience wouldn't expect based on his behavior over the last kind of season, right? And I don't know. It kind of works. Mm. Like, he's not a good person. I'm not saying that, you know, he's redeeming himself and his his kind of moral self, but he's kind of doing the right thing, I suppose. You know, there's convincing there from, um, from Skylar who genuinely wants her husband back and it works at the end. And... Yeah, it's just like a very fitting end, but, you know, at the end of the day, crime doesn't pay. That's the whole point of the series. So we've got to see this conclude in another fashion. Yeah, and, you know, it's it's we kind of see like a, a good conclusion as well. Like we kind of see him succeed. Yeah. And that's, I feel like, you know, as an audience, I feel like that's what most people want to see Walt succeed. Um, yeah. Like, I'm sure others don't. Like, I remember, I think it was like a, a Show Me The Meeting podcast about Fargo. And mm. they were going around asking, like, do you, yeah, well, like, do you want the main guy to succeed? Like, to, you know, get his ransom money and get his wife back and everything, go back to normal. And most mm. people do, but but one of the one of the guests didn't because they really want, wanted this person condemned. And, yep. you know, I'm sure other people want Walt condemned as well. They would yeah. have very different reactions and, simp- and you know, like, very different levels of sympathy for Walt. Um, yeah. Which is which is wildly interesting, I feel, because like I I want Walt to succeed, even though he's done terrible things. Like I just want I just want him to get out of the business and rebuild his family and live a happy rest of his life, you know. But Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's this is why Breaking Bad is so good. Like our protagonist is really becomes an antagonist and yet we still kind of root for him. At least some mm. of us, you know, and, and that complexity it's just amazing. Like, mm. you know, like in the real world, if this person was real, if Walter White was a real person doing these things, everyone would be like, yeah, fuck him. He should go to jail. He's a criminal, you know, um, with maybe a bit of sympathy for his family, of course. But in this, we kind of see the complexity of it all and the reasons why he's doing it. And the, we've been on a journey with him, you know, and we just see him as a human being too, even though he doesn't act like one. And I think that's just a great thing about this show yeah complexity and i think that's that's when you know it's good when when a villain is still seen as potentially redeeming and good that's when you know you've got a good villain (laughs) yeah for sure yeah also saul drinks vodka (laughs) i found that interesting (laughs) sorry who does saul goodman during the montage scene yeah he pours vodka into his is is um glass when he gets some money from what Oh, just, may, just maybe he he likes cocktails or something. I don't know. Yeah, it was just straight vodka. I just found it very interesting. Like that's very unusual thing to do in, <laughs> um, like English speaking countries to drink straight vodka, right? And then yeah. Saul, he just seems like the whiskey type or definitely a dark alcohol type. I just wouldn't have guessed it. Yeah, that is odd. Yeah, that's all I got. Yeah, same. Yeah.
we'll see um yeah it's just a great episode uh join us next time for season five episode nine all right see you later there is more money here than we could spend in 10 lifetimes i certainly can't launder it not with a hundred car washes walt want my life back. Please tell me, how much is enough? How big does this pile have to be? If you like this series, Mitch is going to tell you where you can find more of these. Yep, so you can find us on Spotify, YouTube, iTunes, SoundCloud or Stitcher. And we've also got a website, amtgm.com, where you can find our fabulous episodes on Breaking Bad. If you have any questions, queries, insights or criticism, you can send them to mail at amtgm.com. And as always, thank you for listening.